The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Christy Scales. It's Victory Tuesday, ladies. How y'all doing? <laughs> y'all, yeah, an extra 48 hours yeah. to ruminate after a Saturday night mm-hmm. and a day off. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy so. New Year. <laughs> it feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a new year. I don't know, it it does a little weird, yeah. Yes. Just because there's one more regular season game before playoffs? Mm-hmm. I think so. the weather's not helping The either. weather, yeah. Weather yeah, like yeah. Really those like... of you outside in North mm-hmm. Texas, consider yourselves lucky. It's a cloudy yes. day. Rainy. Cloudy and lousy. Clousy. Yeah. Clousy. Clousy. <laughs> yes. It's just, I think that's also, too, it's just that it yeah. doesn't feel. It doesn't. But it's crazy because yesterday, great weather. Mm-hmm. Great weather yesterday and the mm-hmm. day before, and then now it's just gloomy. Winter now, wintering. Yeah, not... yeah. Had a chance to hear from uh, Coach McCarthy and from mm-hmm. the coordinators yesterday, so some uh, mm. good news to pass along. Uh, some of their remarks, I thought, were very um, insightful that, that yeah. we can share as we go along. Yeah, speaking of the news, they just reported, Ian Rappaport actually just reported that Leo Collins, Leo Collins is signing to the Cowboys practice squad, adding some depth to that offensive line. I mean, what are, what are y'all's thoughts about that? He's a guy that's been seven seasons with the Cowboys, so just having another guy added to that depth chart. Is, uh, I nice. love it. He was one of my favorite guys when he was really? here. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, played so well at right tackle, and to know that you can have that kind of depth and a guy who's had some playoff experience as well, uh, it's great. I mean, I know that Matt Willetsko was um, – from IR and put on the 53 man uh, mm-hmm. last week or week and a half ago, but doesn't have the same kind of experience that uh, Collins has. So I, I see this as a real positive. And I think we're still uh, waiting to hear on uh, Wilson, mm-hmm. Damian Wilson, and at linebacker is an area where you could really use some help right now. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there because uh, Damian had uh, four good years here before signing a good free agent contract with Kansas City and winning a Super Bowl there. So uh, at, at least one of the guys is returning to the fold so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, playoffs is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just there's not that many gentlemen that you can add to your team at this point in time. So if you find a gentleman that has some experience with the team he's familiar whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be I do think it's a good move uh, when you talk about depth and we're hoping that Tyron stays upright and everything but you just never know with some of the the changes Mm -hmm. and stuff it also gives him some flexibility because he um, if I'm not mistaken he's versatile across Mm -hmm. the line of scrimmage yeah yeah. so Lyell has played guard for the Cowboys so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so he also too last year he had a bit of a down year, and I think mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. because he was coming off of an ACL. He's exactly. a year removed from that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Britt and the trainers and those folks have done their due diligence yeah. in making sure he is ready to go. So it sounds like very uh, low risk, high reward in, in a situation. And don't get it twisted. I, I bet you it was probably some other teams chasing yeah. him too, trying to see, because people are trying to add to their team as much depth as possible at this time. Mm-hmm. Maybe a San Fran too. I'm going to check sure. it out. I'm going to check yeah. into it because yeah. their, their offensive line is hurting as well. 
well. So, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. And it comes at a good time, like you mentioned, um, as far as the health uh, situations with us, especially with Tyler Smith uh, going down. I, I still am struggling with the way to say it, the plantar fascia. 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 There you mm-hmm. go. Plantar fascia uh, injury uh, and just seeing, I guess, another addition to kind of ensure that this this line can uh, stay full force. But with the possibility, we'll dive back into that um, week 17 win for the Cowboys. But uh, really fast, Tyler Smith, uh, is there any concern at all? You were there on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, it happened at the 152 mark of the mm. third quarter on Saturday night against uh, Detroit, and it came over to the blue tent. It actually took him a little while to get, you know, um, get the shoe off, get the tape off. And um, it, at first we thought that he had hit his heel, that mm-hmm. he had hurt his heel. Maybe he got kicked in the back of the heel or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they were looking, sometimes you can peer through the side of the curtain of the uh, blue tent there on the sideline, could see that they were looking at the bottom of the left foot and thought, uh-oh, plantar fascia, and then mm-hmm. had it confirmed uh, a little bit later. But uh, Tyler would, was trying to get back in the game. He... Uh, left the blue tent. He still had his helmet on, full pads. They went ahead and rewrapped his ankle, got the shoe back on, and he was over there uh, on the sideline, getting down in the stance, and then getting, you know, blocking and going, working against T.J. Bass on the sideline on his pass sets to see if maybe he could go back in. And uh, f- first they said he was questionable, but then after trying, to, I could see him talking to Jim after doing some of those pass sets mm-hmm. against uh, uh, Bass. And it's like, uh, I could just see him shaking his head, like, uh, I'm not going to be able to go. So uh, Bass, actually, uh, who had played some at left guard uh, early in the season, but most of his work has been at right guard in place of Zach Martin. But Bass ended up playing 40% of the snaps on Saturday night against, uh, against Detroit. Yeah, and uh, just a quick update. Mike McCarthy did say in the press conference um, that – well, this weekend, uh, that Tyler Smith could possibly play this Sunday, but I know they're still managing um, the status of him, so hopefully... Yeah, see easy. how much he can yeah. can do, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, uh, sure, you need to win the game, and yes, it is a division opponent who wants to, you know, ruin your chances <laughs> at a division title, and yes, it is on the road, but yeah, it's going to be bad weather, and you're going to need to run the ball, presumably, but I, I don't know, man. If you if you have a chance to rest a guy and have him, you rest him. You know, a little extra mm-hmm. going into that. So, but there's also the thing. Hey, if the guy can play, can play, and you mm-hmm. do need the win to secure um, uh, the home game and the division championship. So, um, yeah, I can see it going both ways. But obviously, to your point, Nicole, yeah. it depends how he comes through practice. Got you. You kind of touched on where I wanted to go with this. They needed the win. Mm-hmm. They got the win mm-hmm. against Detroit. Uh, and it doesn't matter how. And it doesn't matter how. They got the win um, and, and making a good step, too. Obviously, now with Philly um, losing to Arizona, they can now clinch the NFC East. But, no, the, the last minute and a half of that game, um, you had the illegal touching call, then Michael Parsons offsides, uh, the two-point conversions, a whole bunch of stuff going on on that last drive. Uh, what were your thoughts when that whole situation unfolded? Well, when with the initial, I clearly heard Brad Allen, the referee, Mm -hmm. say 70 is eligible. There was there's no doubt. There's no doubt. We have it clearly on Cowboys radio. Everyone Mm -hmm. in the building could hear them say could hear uh, the referee announce number 70 Dan Skipper as eligible. So when it went to 68, my first thought was, oh, bleep, because I thought, oh, that man, they just probably won the game. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 
that's not 70. Mm. And then it was actually Sarah Thomas, who's the down judge. So I was kind of behind her and she threw the flag and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think they're going to get them for this. And then of course there was that long conference, right? Mm -hmm. With the officials speaking, but, um, yeah, you know, with it, it, appears that uh, the referee made a mistake, that it was Taylor Decker, the left tackle who caught the ball in the end zone, um, that he he went up to him and talked to him, but the announcement was made for 70. So, you know, that it's it's difficult situation because if Brad Allen, the referee, had correctly identified mm-hmm. 68 as the one that reported, then the defense would change. That's the reason why the referee makes the announcement is yeah. a player that wears a uniform number for an offensive lineman is not a, is not an eligible receiver. Yeah. So if you're going to line up in an eligible position and be eligible to catch the ball, touch the ball, then you have to be declared. Mm-hmm. He says he declared. Brad Allen did not recognize him. He recognized number 70 as declaring. and But it changed what the Cowboys would do. If the referee would have announced number 68, then they would have known that they had to cover number 68 mm-hmm. and not 70. Ooh. What are your thoughts on the last little sequence? That's what they did. <laughs> it was a mistake by yeah. Yeah, the but official. then also, but, but too, they, but also they, too, they also why did you, send, could have said why did you send three people yeah. to the, like, to try and confuse the Cowboys. It, to, and because, it Because Panay Sewell, number 58, the right tackle, also walked over to Brad Allen. Oh, well. So did they try to outsmart themselves is the question. That's mm-hmm. what people are talking about uh, the last 36 hours or so. Listen, I... But, but, hey, they got another chance when Micah Parsons went off sides. And yeah. uh, I, I, yeah, fr- I frankly was surprised that after the initial um, – penalty on illegal touching that they didn't go ahead and kick it at that point instead yeah. of going for two from the seven yard yeah line. we talked mm-hmm. about it on on this show is like yeah this they're one of the most aggressive teams if yeah. not the most mm-hmm. aggressive team on fourth down mm-hmm. and it bit them in the butt like he had opportunity to take a step back reevaluate what was going on okay even the third time my guy like yeah, if we haven't gotten point, it the yeah. first two times even i know if i make <laughs> plans and they get canceled twice i'm just yeah. gonna stay my sale at the house <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. just think it was an error on their part. And unfortunately, it came down to, you know, changing the game or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But also, too, there was so much football that took place before that. And so mm-hmm. for yeah. me, like, I get it. Like, I understand. We've been Cowboys. We've been on the other side of some calls that we didn't like or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But this is what happens. Hopefully it's a lesson learned for them moving forward. And that's just he's a he's a young head coach. He had a moment of whatever the case may be with the decision making. I didn't mm-hmm. like that, but then also too, I mean, you get three chances to go. Like, yeah, I, I think the bigger question was early in the game when it's seven three and he foregoes the field goal there oh, to yeah. close it and goes for it on fourth down. Yeah, and, and I love Dan Campbell, yeah. fellow Texas Aggie. I loved him when he was here as a player. Would joke with him when he was came back as a as a coach when he was with Miami. Loved Dan Campbell, one of my favorite guys to ever be at Valley Ranch or mm-hmm. later, you know, star later on, whatever. But um, but yeah, that that being aggressive there in the second quarter and foregoing the sure three points there, yeah. I, I think that that you know people are focused on the end and going for two but there were other decisions throughout the game but and by both teams you know mm-hmm. Dak throwing it far down the right side yeah. on the second down I oh I thought I was gonna I was I was <laughs> vomiting in my mouth I was upset until <laughs> yeah. I heard him say and again I think 
this is gonna be it, it could be a conversation on both sides okay, but if they show me a zero blitz yeah that's the right read it, yeah that's the right call and he, they didn't connect on it I tweeted like I'm waiting for them to connect on that vertical because early in that game too they threw it out there was there they didn't mm -hmm. connect there they brought a zero blitz then too if, if somebody's gonna do that to you yeah, yeah that's the right read but at the same token I do understand because that's what that's what Mike McCarthy said. He said mm -hmm. we were trying to go win the game at that point. Mm -hmm. That's the right read. That's the right thing to do. Okay. But then another part of you says, like, Christy, run the ball right there. Yeah. Salt the clock. Although you have been pretty not so good running the ball to that point, too. I wonder if that played a role in the decision-making, too. But mm -hmm. I get what you're saying because I was the same way. I said, what is happening here? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And yeah. then, But when Dak says, well, they brought a zero blitz. Yeah. You trying to get you trying to lose the game at that point. That's the right read all day. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well when you take the ball over at 205 and you're trying to hang on and and and, and you take you take just 25 you, four plays, 5 yards, take 25 seconds off the clock. Ugly. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was ugly. And, it was and bad. I agree with you, you know, aggressive mm -hmm. it, it's a beautiful call if it works yeah. Ernie Zampezi who was a great play caller he was. was the one yeah back in the 90s with the Cowboys and Super Bowl with Nord Turner uh, as well back in the 90s and he says what's the definition of a good play call he says if it works yeah hmm. do you think this was a win necessarily that they put together a good thing on film if that makes sense uh, do you think this is the best as far as talking about the fight that they put together for this Cowboys team, was this the best heading into a game like Washington? The well, playoffs? there's still a lot of questions in yeah. terms of, for example, with the run game. They've oh, got sure. to improve the run the game, game but, but the thing was, you got the W, and that's what yeah. mattered. Yeah, you yeah. showed fight. You showed resilience. Mm -hmm. Was it pretty? Guess what? You don't get <laughs> points. You don't get an extra, you know, they, the W pretty isn't points. in bold, you know. You <laughs> yeah. don't get more um, by winning by 30 or whether there's a controversy or not. The main thing is you won, the mm -hmm. next day Philly lost, and you have the chance to accomplish your goal. And what's the one thing that Mike McCarthy has said since uh, middle of the season when we first start asking him about getting get ready for playoffs and stuff, get and your 11 you win wins, win. and they got the 11th win. Yep. Get the 11th win, and then you win the division is yeah. the order that he wants to go in. Um, I think there was a lot of good things. So there's quite mm -hmm. a few good things to take from mm -hmm. this game. I think for two games in a row you've seen that if your quarterback is in a spot where he needs to go score and mm -hmm. put you in a position to win, he can do that, number one. Number two, I felt like defensively a lot of the gentlemen that we've been, we've been kind of looking for to come along have, have mm -hmm. showed showed flashes and so Donovan Wilson, yeah. Jordan really Lewis playing out of his mm -hmm. mind, Demarcus Lawrence. Also, too, you got some things from Dante Fowler, which mm -hmm. I think yeah. are going to yes. be important going into the season. I mm -hmm. felt like Osa got his legs under him a little For bit sure. more I this defensively I felt like they found a, a lot of good stuff to take into mm -hmm. momentum based stuff to take into the next uh the next game or yeah. into the the playoffs now offensively I was really frustrated with with how many people were upset that the Cowboys couldn't run the ball have mercy you can't expect I think I think yeah. I think you could be more upset at the fact that they I guess maybe ignored the analytics and nor ignored what <laughs> what Detroit does well and yeah. decided to run on first. This is the best team defending the run on first down. Not only that, they're number two in the league and we're in week 16. It means it's not a fluke. <laughs> this is not early in the season. These guys 
They they load the box at a very, very high clip, fourth in the NFL, where they bring an extra safety or somebody to help stop the run. That's what they they will they will not let you run on them. They will yeah. die before they let you run on them. And I get it because that was their rap last year. They said mm-hmm. we're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. They got run stopping safeties too for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was more upset at the game plan than what the result was. I feel like if you look at the the run game in this last couple of games, you have played against some of the best, um, some of the best uh, run defending teams. Yeah. I more so was disappointed because I think it was like a three game stretch to where you saw like you're like, oh, okay, Tony's starting to get his legs under him. You're mm-hmm. starting to see them do the duo blocks, the combo blocks. You're seeing some mm-hmm. successful things there. But then I didn't – I wasn't so fond of how they used the running backs. Now, they tried with Tony in the passing game. They yeah. did some things with Deuce. But that play to Tony could have been huge. He has nothing – you were there. You, he probably had nothing – he had nothing but grass if he just held onto the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like the approach to the running game was not conducive to the matchup. Yeah. And I, I so I feel like that's the part of it that disappointed me more than anything. Um, but them not being able to run the ball, so, of, of course. I mean, I, I didn't expect for them to be able to run the ball in that way or even attack the edges like that. Yeah. you got to get your running backs involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm against these guys or let the pass set up the run which again that it did at the end a little yeah. bit you start seeing some more successful runs but yeah i that would be my biggest place of concern it's not the run game overall is like hey coach they good at this <laughs> yeah well and, and brian schottenheimer said yesterday that they did different things in their mm-hmm. run defense in terms and uh, run blitzing and things. they run they, blitz yeah, a they, lot they, they pressured mm-hmm. when you think of um when you hear the word pressure i think that most people think that it means uh against pressure? the pass yeah. mm-hmm. but you can you can run blitz you know and so they were doing some things that were unexpected just talk yes. about this we literally yes. said this like earlier this week mm-hmm. they decided that unscouted looks are something that people really bring out versus the cowboys you see it in other times but that also lets you know that they do got some respect for your team Mm -hmm. and what they do and that's a way of them trying to put Mm -hmm. some good things on tape because people know that they're gonna they know that people are gonna circle back to this film and so it's a little it's annoying that's it's annoying um because you want the coaches to have a, a, a counter or, you know, a better yeah, yeah, situation. And, and, and I thought yeah. that they ran better. And Tony Pollard, oh, he the ran game went hard on, as, as the, the game, game went on, on with right? some of the adjustments yeah. and things like that. I thought Tony ran really hard. But I was sick. I was like, first. <laughs> And, you know, and, and they didn't have Rico Dowdle, which and made so a difference. hopefully, I think it did make a difference. And and Deuce, you know, I think that some people thought there might be like some certain packages that you mm-hmm. might have for Deuce. I was told before the game that no, not necessarily. No, he would, you know, if he gets out there, it'll be running stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taking Rico's spot basically. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and not some of these cute little packages Mm. that you think or you know like at the beginning of the year where you had Terp and Deuce out there together right actually Mm -hmm. well we're gonna go ahead and take our first break and dive more into this uh, Cowboys offense and the things that we saw do well things that they struggled with coming up in the next break you're watching Girls Talk Voice Talk presented by Jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys we'll be right back We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. 
burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. <sighs> At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the fur dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And that's WBC Studio. Again, I'm Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, Christy Scales, ladies. We were kind of talking about this run game um, and the fact that they're... Aisha kind of made a point of, and I loved it, of that, why are you trying to run the football and expecting success against a defensive line like that? But... I think around this time of year, um, you're, you have to be able to run the football, which mm. is something that they have not been able to do. I think it's three straight games now with under 100 yards rushing um, for this offense. Do you all think it's more so of scheme? Do you all think it's the ability of just the running backs room we have? Or do you all think it's just the fact that we're just facing these top-notch defensive linemen and we just have no chance. I think you got to consider all of it mm-hmm. when you talk about it. Number one, uh, not having Tyron for two games, I felt like, was was it two games or one? One. It was one. one. Yeah. Not having Tyron is always going to make a difference, yes. But then also, too, yes, in this gauntlet that you just went through, you went through some of the better run, well, in, in Buffalo, make no mistake about it. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> because you're down by three scores. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. but against Miami and, um, and, um, Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> those okay. are two of the better run defending teams in the league. And mm-hmm. so, again, I'm more so looking at how they ran the ball. And then also, too, you just take the, the better matchup, if I'm not mistaken, is what you do. is mm-hmm. like you don't just just keep doing it because that's what you had your mindset on doing. The matchup calls for it's in the secondary is where mm-hmm. you can attack these guys exactly. or even on the second level to some extent mm-hmm. it, behind their linebackers is where you attack these guys. And so that to me, it's the approach that matters mm-hmm. to me. And I just didn't, the execution was not super great yeah. from the offensive line um, la- uh, in the run game last week. But again, it's so much harder because they always have somebody free mm-hmm. that you have to pick up. Um, but then also, too, I just thought situationally the play caller could have done some different things to get them. And and again, they have to execute it because yeah. they did try some different things. They tried the screen game. They tried mm-hmm. some outside. They made, they did like a little arrow route to um, to to uh, to Tony. Yeah. And if that works, he got a TD. Mm-hmm. So they also have to execute. So I think it's execute, execution, coaching, but then also to you're playing up against some of the better yeah. offensive line, defensive lines in the league. So. 
No, I, I agree with you, Aisha. I think it has to do with matchups and when uh, you have more targets to C.D. Lamb than you have runs by your running back, oh who, by the way, gosh. doesn't have Rico behind you, so Tony was going to get uh, even more than usual. So mm -hmm. Tony ended up with uh, 16 uh, rush attempts, and uh, C.D. was targeted yeah. 17 times and caught 13 passes. I mean, that was your... That was your offense, right? That's what Man. was working. Yeah. And so you, you don't, uh, yeah. yeah. The, How do you uh, feel about that rule? I want to hear what you have. How do you um, feel about that rule? I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm okay, and I don't see, you're in, I'm sure you're talking about when you um, fumble through the end zone and the ball goes out of bounds that it's a touchback and goes to the other team. What would the alternative be? Well, I mean, if what if it fumbles out of bounds? Well, it is an out of bounds. It does go out of bounds. You fumble it. Because it crosses the it crosses the plane of the goal line. So now it's in the end zone, and then it goes out of bounds. Whether it's to the side as CDs was, or through the back of the end zone, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where it goes out of bounds. If it goes out of bounds and the defense doesn't recover it, then it's a touchback and the ball goes to the defense. That's and I, my and thing. I'm okay with that. My thing is like, if it fumbles out of bounds at any other point on the field, it just it just doesn't it, it doesn't get any yeah. there's nothing that's nothing that comes of it but then when you fumble out of bounds in the um, red into zone, the end zone into the end zone, into the end zone. so would you put the ball so cd loses it at that at the 1 yard line and mm -hmm. the ball goes forward through the into the end zone and then out of bounds would you put the ball at the 1 or you know where cd lost control it. of the ball i think you lose it down yeah. i know i know i think you there should be a penalty i think you yeah. should get kicked back or something of that nature but I've just never understood it um, because, again, to, to my mind says at any other point on the field, if it goes out of bounds and no one touches mm -hmm. it, then it's it kind of cancels out. Mm -hmm. So, well, what they're trying to do is, you know, the intent is to not have it where you're just throwing the ball and then, you know, you're short and you're just kind of tossing it that's out fair. there. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. That mm -hmm. makes that makes sense. And I, I only ask you because I think if he scores that, that game looks a lot different. different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And I felt like that drive that they mm -hmm. put together, and that's why I said yeah. I had to look at within the game and not let that last few minutes affect kind of how I felt about it because I felt like offensively they did some really good things when they were mm -hmm. able to get in a rhythm and on that drive they were spectacular it was a yeah. fantastic drive mm -hmm. and then you weren't able to get the score I think at that point you go up 14-3 Lions not now they a little crazy so they might have <laughs> decided to stay with the run but very likely they don't stay with the run yeah. and you're able to kind of go hunt a little bit more but I know CD is kicking himself in the butt for that sure. he's just trying to make yeah. a play too like you see him he's just reaching or whatever but yeah. I just wanted to ask you Christy because you've been doing this so long I wonder how you felt about yeah, the I, rule. I guess just because I don't have I don't know any different I mean you're just mm -hmm. it's just that's just what it rule, is yeah. so I don't um I don't have a problem was with you it upset? <laughs> I was so I was upset but I was like I see what you I mean you, I couldn't be that mad at CD as much as I hated mm -hmm. it it's like a one in a how many times a CD fumbled Gosh, he's only has. Does he have any uh, giveaways this year? Let me see if I can year. look. I'll, I'll look Google and see. It though. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, he I'll has look. a fumble recovery. No, he has. I think he did fumble one time. I think he did fumble one time in like Biotish 
or somebody recovered it downfield. Oh, where, where, where Biotish was like 20 yards downfield? Yes, I think that was okay. him. I think he has one mm -hmm. fumble on the year, but his hands, like, he, he barely has any drops this year. He has, yeah. So I think that's like a one-in-a-thousand type situation. Yeah. So I look at it as, okay, that score looks a lot different. It looks more like, to me, probably a 27, 12, mm -hmm. 27, 17, or yeah. something like that. And, and so, couldn't that, uh, that fumble, wouldn't that have been his... Um, record-breaking yes it, it, it was it was been, it, it, it was it, he broke Michael Irvin's record because it was fumble. a catch it was a completion it was a completion but instead of going out of bounds at the yeah. one yard line or being a touchdown it was close because it that, been was, an that was his third catch. it could have been close to it was close and by, and by the way um C.D. Lamb's uh, fumble that was at Philadelphia that was the loss at Philadelphia on um November the 5th yeah before and, then any no I don't think so and they recovered it but it, yeah, it was uh, recovered by Reed Blankenship, the um, uh, safety for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Oh, what? Mm. Yeah, they had he had a fumble that somebody recovered. Yeah, a lost fumble, a giveaway. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But I say that to say that I I was upset, but at the same time I was like, yeah, I don't know how often that happens or whatever the case may be. But again, I thought the yeah. often the drive was mm -hmm. was really well put together um, by the quarterback specifically. Speaking <laughs> of, oh, sorry. I was just going to say the thing was after that, that's where uh, Detroit after the touchback they got the ball at their own uh, twenty yard line and the defense. So that's called sudden change when uh, the defense has to run out there because there's a, a giveaway, mm -hmm. right? So they unexpectedly go out there, make a good stop, and then that's when Detroit runs the fake punt. Mm. A very well executed play uh, on their part, and then they um, uh, end up. Let's see, that was that was a great throw, um, but after the fake punt, then uh, Donovan Wilson had a couple of good plays, and uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence had the uh, tackle for loss on Gibbs, and then that's when they went down to the goal line, or they were um, fourth, and, fourth goal. and goal at the Cowboys' four-yard line mm -hmm. and end up missing on it, and that's what I was referring to earlier where I thought that Dan Campbell was really aggressive there, and if he would have done uh, the field goal, it would have been 7-6 to six Cowboys. Instead, it's uh, remained 7-3, to three, and it ends up going into the half at that same score. So if you're, if you're a coordinator for the Cowboys, what would you do differently offensively? Uh, more combo duo uh, inside outside zone running um, they were trying to do some pulling and pinning and holy muffins this is not the team to do that against I I yeah that's their game that's not your game you guys find success in combo duo blocks and also to um, sometimes at times the screen game which they did have a couple successful mm -hmm. screens mm -hmm. tosses Mercy, but that pinning and pulling is just not your strength right now mm -hmm. to be doing like that. So I felt like the run game, yeah, they could have done some things better there. Um, but other than that, I wasn't too displeased with what they were doing offensively, especially in the passing game. Is mm -hmm. um, you got Brandon Cooks involved? They tried yeah. to get Ferg involved a couple times, but Detroit is one of the first teams I put on Twitter. I was asking, I was asking some of the football players. I'm like. Is it just me or teams being like 87 is not going to beat us? Mm -hmm. Detroit said 87 is not going to beat us today. Yeah. They put their best coverage guy in Brian Branch on him. It was like, listen, 87, 
we've been seeing all that stuff that you're doing <laughs> and you're not posting on Instagram this week. And so, yeah, they decided to bring his safety over and to make sure he wasn't able to, uh, to you know, they, they just made some great plays on the ball mm, they did. to, to kind of take him away. So I thought offensively the passing game and what they did was the right call. Yeah. It wasn't always executed the best, but the run game for me. <laughs> well, it's going to be, you know, Brian Schottenheimer was talking about it yesterday in terms of going up against uh, Washington yeah. this weekend up there. And of course, they had the change. Jack Del Rio, former Cowboy linebacker, mm -hmm. is not the coordinator there anymore. And so Ron Rivera, the head coach, yeah. whose background is defense, right, and former coordinator and all that, defense is his thing, that it's it's more of Ron Rivera's influence. And you were talking about the combo blocks, and uh, Schottenheimer was saying yesterday that with their linebackers, you know, and now with Rivera, it's more the, the three linebackers off the ball, but they're the ones that are going to come downhill and try and defeat those combo mm -hmm. blocks, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of more old school, yeah. if you want to think of it uh, that way, and that they're playing more uh, shell coverage in the back end, right? Mm -hmm. Playing more quarters and things like that. And um, they uh, they actually played San Francisco pretty well through the first half, and uh, the, the score got more lopsided in the second half of course, but they played a lot of one high safeties uh, last week against uh, San, uh, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, it's just going to be interesting because this is not going to be the same thing that uh, you saw on Thanksgiving Day just because they say that Ron Rivera's fingerprints are more on it. And they said mm -hmm. they haven't even announced, he said he's not announcing it to Wednesday who the quarterback's going to be. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. Last week, uh, Sam Howell had been benched mm -hmm. going into last week's game against San Francisco. Francisco. Actually, he had been pulled before, right? He didn't finish the, the uh, previous game. They had put uh, Jacoby Brissett in. And so all week long, jo Jacoby Brissett going into the San Francisco game Sunday is getting all the first team snaps and everything. And then Thursday night complains of some hamstring tightness. And so Sam Howell, we know that we had benched you earlier in the week, but you're the starter again. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. So, Just kidding. so it depends on how uh, Brissett, uh, I think it's not just a, a decision that Rivera is going to make between the two. I think it will be dictated um, by uh, Brissett's hamstring injury. Let's talk about our quarterback's play. Oh, absolutely. Man, uh, the one play, um, the 92-yard reception from uh, CD, just talking about Dak and his ability to constantly escape pressure because we know that we have issues uh, with protection every now and then. Um, but, but just talking about him and his ability to constantly, with guys in his face, get throws off, uh, what have y'all liked from him as just over the past couple of weeks? Because that's when we've really seen that protection kind of really hit that downward slope a little bit. Yeah, so well, bit. it just shows how important it is that you – have a quarterback that can can use his legs when you say using your legs people think oh taking off running but it's really to buy more time yeah. right mm -hmm. to move around within the pocket or if you need to get out of the pocket to mm -hmm. escape some pass rush but just to buy that time but still have the eyes downfield and be able to, to make the play. And so he has really bailed out the offensive line several times mm -hmm. over, you know, you can look yeah. at some plays over the past month where he's done it, but I, I don't know how Derek Barnett, the Lions linebacker, missed him on that. <laughs> I mean, that should have been yeah. two, that was really a nine point play because he was supposed that. to be, I mean, that was a safety. That should have been two yeah. points for Detroit and Barnett just didn't, didn't hit him, didn't yeah. wrap up. And, uh, 
Dak escaped and then hit CD. That's the second yep. longest mm. uh, pass play in Cowboys history. Yeah. It's the longest Bob one of the Hayes season has in the, the longest NFL. One. Yeah, ninety-two <laughs> yards. And the way, and that's and it just. Well, yeah, that's what I was. Go. That's what I was gonna say <laughs> like, is like when you talk about the quarterback, I'm <laughs> the way that he covers up some things yeah. on these third down plays. Absolutely, is just next level. And um, one thing that I, I was saying, like his, he doesn't get enough credit for his body mm. and the work that he puts into being this. What he say? I'm a big effort. <laughs> yeah. What he, he the what the work that he's put into his body mm-hmm. to also be able to withstand some of these mm-hmm. hits he's taking while he's standing cool. in the pocket and delivering the ball on time. Dak's not a little dude. He's never been a little dude, but he puts a lot of work into being physically yeah. fit and to making sure he's strong to be able to stand up because I feel like he's taking some brutal hits this last three weeks and he just be like. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. just in there like, mm-hmm. but that's one thing that I wanted to mention. Dak's arm talent has grown so much in his career. And I don't think it's something that's highlighted enough because mm-hmm. it was something that people were iffy about when he was coming out of the draft. Not only his accuracy, but his arm strength and his arm talent. And I felt like that was a dope way for him to display, hey, man, mm-hmm. I can throw the ball downfield at a high clip, too, and I can do it with accuracy. So, I'm, I've I've loved his improvement, and I, I like I said, I thought some of the things he did in this game again gives you so much faith that okay, when you get in these playoff games, yeah. he's gonna be able to to rally the guys to get them to believe and go down the field and make something happen because belief is half of the battle. Absolutely, it's half the battle for if your defense goes out there and get a stop for yeah. you, or if your if your offense like your guys are on the field and you know you gotta take you gotta salt a game away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's the guy that can do it, and I felt like he showed that this last couple weeks all right well, we're gonna take our second break talk defense coming up right after the break in our last segment you're watching girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys will be right back at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. 
back into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, Christy Scales. We've got defense to talk about, ladies. Uh, I mean, that unit honestly set the tone out the gate. Uh, D-Law. D-Law? Wow. Uh, Yes, with the stop on David Montgomery. um, Like I said, they really set the tone, and this offense really fed off of them. Um, But just talking about that defense, the way that they've bounced back, since uh, Buffalo um, and the way that they've they've really just shown, especially with run defense, um, which is a team against uh, the Lions that's a very hard team to stop, especially in the run game. I think they did pretty well. What's your thoughts? I think the main thing was getting the uh, takeaways going that again. Team. The yeah. two takeaways were obviously crucial, and that's where the – issue had been mm-hmm. um, particularly road games but in December you know the the crush of takeaways that you had early in the season you hadn't been getting recently mm-hmm. and so uh, to me that was uh, along with D law and the way that he slashes in and, and was getting those tackles for loss you mentioned Dante Fowler mm-hmm. earlier Osa you said mm-hmm. had a good game I totally agree with that but um, Jordan Lewis Donovan Wilson just I think these past oh, yeah. this past month he's finally it's finally the Dono that we're used to seeing <laughs> from earlier in his career where he's making these catalytic plays but turnovers tend to come in bunches mm-hmm. they hadn't been coming and so uh, that, I thought that was the key for Saturday night. I know Aisha was happy about Dono because she's been talking about him all season like he was so good in run coverage and in pass coverage. So how how good was it for you just to see him kind of continue that consistency? Yeah, he was the guy that I was looking for this game Mm -hmm. because when you look at Detroit and what they like to do with their running backs and stuff mm-hmm. and getting them in space. Dono is typically the robber. He's typically the free guy that 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 Dan Quinn trusts to be able to clean up kind of some of the things that are happening and yeah. the with this defense. This defense didn't get it didn't take its next step until the safeties were implemented mm-hmm. in the way that they are. And they've been they've been out there but I just think recently they've started to start to play their best ball. And I believe that Dan Quinn mentioned that J.K. had the green dot yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, he he uh, had the duties. He had been sharing it throughout the season with Malik Hooker. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was kind of important too. But I just, I was waiting for these safeties mm-hmm. to kind of, that three-headed monster we talked about to, to mm-hmm. wake up. Yeah. Like, somebody must have brought them a steak, dangle it in their face or something <laughs> because these guys are playing and they're making a difference mm-hmm. in their plays now. And so I was looking for Donovan, so it was good to see him. What let me know he was back mm-hmm. was how he drove on the ball on the interception. He dealt with the calf. You can't do stuff like that. Like, you can't do that without trusting your lower half. Yeah. And for him to do that with no fear, I'm like, okay, he's back. Because I've seen him running, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. But I felt like this last game, I saw him flying to the ball in that way, uh, Christy, that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so it was dope to see him uh, kind of come alive. But also, too, we can't sleep on the lion, Michael Parsons, and mm-hmm. what yeah. he's oh, yeah. doing in run support. Mm-hmm. Yeah made such a huge difference mm-hmm. for this defense. So shout out to Dan Quinn and those guys for final, for, for deciding, like, hey, this guy can help us from the middle because mm-hmm. they can't get hands on him. So he's free rushing to the middle, but he's also flowing to the ball very freely. He made some big plays in the run game as well. Um, it, it's yeah. even off the edge, so I wanted to definitely highlight him. I think this defense is hitting his stride at the I right time. So and what's the most dope about it is that they're doing it without Hankins. Mm. Yeah. 
And so I can only imagine how much more free-flowing and stuff. But Dan Quinn, again, shout out to him because he's finding some things. He put he put Demarcus Lawrence at three tech a couple times mm. and just kind of let him be free in that way. I just, I, I like what we're seeing from Chauncey Golston yes. had yeah. some key stops in this game yeah. as well. Again, he's those, underappreciated. Yes. Those role player guys yeah. that you're going to need to have fresh legs when you start going into the playoffs, mm. they're starting to come along. And I think that matters. Demarcus Lawrence, I think he's having one of his best years. Absolutely. I can't believe it. It's insane <laughs> to be in. I mean, it's. I just think he's he's doing so much. And again, I think it matters. He didn't come off of a surgery this year. Mm-hmm. He didn't come off of. He he came into this year healthy. The last couple of years he's had surgeries, cleanups, mm-hmm. that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. He came into this year healthy. For him to be able to come in here and just make such a difference, and he just goes about his business. I'm uh, very excited for him, um, and he's made a huge difference for this defense. So I just. I'm, I want to highlight him. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Personally, it's crazy to me that yeah. how he's playing well, that, right now. Well, that, that at, at his age and everything. Th- that's yeah. what it is. But, see, that's the thing. He uses his experience, you know. I mean, and so much of what he does is is instincts, right? Fair. And, and, and that's the thing. It, it's risk-reward, you know. If you're going to shoot a gap and do, you know, I mean, if you're yeah. going to take some of it is, is risky. Yeah. But it's not as risky when he's put all the work in the film study and all that during the week mm-hmm. and then also when you have a coordinator that trusts you mm-hmm. to you know to do that. you're not handcuffed yeah. that if you think you can do it then you know you do it and it's it's uh, it worked out really well against Detroit but some of those tackles for loss they they don't really mm-hmm. make it onto Sports Center, right? But there were, there were some seven, key, right? They there had were seven, seven total. That's just seven. amazing. That means against, they t- against against what? And I talked to Mike McCarthy about it before the game. Um, that thought that this was the most difficult uh, run game to stop. Now it's very oh, different yeah. from Philadelphia's, right? You know, because they use Jalen Hurts so much. But that one-two punch of Montgomery and Gibbs and also the way Gibbs is utilized out of the backfield as a receiver mm-hmm. this was a really really that tough offensive test line is and their offensive five. line they are Ragnow and those guys I mean they're they're terrific and Panay yeah. Sewell at uh at right tackle they went that, at Decker though yeah they went at him but how did you feel about the defense no uh, I was impressed uh I think that the fact that they're able to take you know how they say like lesson losses turn into lessons i just mm-hmm. feel like the way that they've been able to kind of build off of that the past two weeks um and just improve in every single phase or every level um i was impressed um of course with like micah d law um jordan lewis um playing absolutely lights out um i think like y'all mentioned it's honestly going to be a hard defense to stop or go against when we head into the Washington Yeah, but game. what the but it is two games in a row where they at the very end when they need a, a stop yeah, yeah. But and that's they more, did they but, didn't but they that's didn't more get scheme it. than than player. That's yeah. to me because they anytime they lined up in that soft mm-hmm. coverage in that game, Jared Goff was like <laughs> money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I just thought situationally mm-hmm. if it was maybe 30 seconds left on the clock they got a minute, 30 seconds right now. That's time. And I know they didn't have any timeouts, but that's play, a lot of time. you play them straight up. You yeah. have to play them straight up in that moment. And I, I think that that I think I heard Dan Quinn say he wouldn't have changed anything. Okay. <laughs> Please change it next time. <laughs> he said he said that. He said I could have done a few different things, but I wouldn't have changed anything drastically. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. 
see, here's what concerns me, though. The two week, two in a, weeks in a row where mm -hmm. the same thing happened, where the team drives down, and both times Keels. the offense was not at full strength. They were without Jamison. Uh, well, he, he had uh, gone out with the ankle yeah. injury. Yeah. So they were missing him. And just like the week before against Miami, they didn't have uh, Jalen Waddell. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have Robbie Chosen and uh, Mostert yeah. missed yeah. most of the second half. It's so the so, they, so they were, yeah. It was yeah, the approach so, to it, me. I, yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that approach. It wouldn't be the one. And also, too, your defense has been getting after it all, all game. game. Yeah. Jared Goff. To that point, the only time he had success is when you weren't in man, when you were playing the soft coverage. Go win the game. <laughs> Go win the game. Like, don't yeah. let uh, – this is a good offense. This is not just some – I don't know. I was so upset. I was so frustrated. And I think he did say, like, oh, we wanted to give the pass rushers an opportunity. Mm. Baby, they wasn't getting there. Then yeah. what? Oh, well, we need, to, we need to ask Aisha about uh, her thoughts on the Washington-Texas finish in terms of being giving up, giving up uh, a lot of passing yards at the end. It, I, I'm gonna, I want to know. Well, I don't know if anybody asked him what he saw that made him. Because sometimes we we don't get paid to coach. We don't know. So I'm a, I would like to know what went into playing play soft yeah. zone in mm -hmm. that moment with that much time. Maybe it was like you said. Maybe they didn't expect to be on the field. Because Dak you even said... You always have to expect to yeah. be on the field. I don't know. Well, Dak, I know that Dak said that, like, he he felt like he... Even when the 23 seconds left, he was like, I was ready to go out there and redeem myself because he felt like he put them mm -hmm. in a bad spot mm -hmm. having to go back out there again. Mm -hmm. But damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that either. I'm, 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 I'm with you, but, I'm, but I feel like that was more... Your defense had been getting after them all game. I don't think it was mm -hmm. a... The players weren't ready for that. I felt like, what, why are we playing 10 yards off of these people right yeah. now? And you know this quarterback wants to get the ball out fast. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're baby. good. Let's you're get good. up out of here. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, well, that's a wrap for today's episode. We'll be talking more Washington Commanders tomorrow and Thursday. But that's a wrap for today. You're mm -hmm. watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the fur dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see you all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!